Next on BYU Sports Nation, 2016 fall football camp begins for BYU. The glaring storylines we're all watching today. BYU football assistant head coach Ed Lamb joins us to discuss how the new coaching staff expects to take hold of this program. Plus, USA Volleyball star Taylor Sander repping the Y in Rio. He joins us before the Olympic opening ceremonies tonight. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live in Radio Vision. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, August 5th. Football! Yeah! Yeah! A football Friday, to a degree. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with country music television connoisseur, Jerem Jordan. That would be a no. But you can certainly <laughs> analyze what Johnny Linehan did yesterday, right? Yeah, ni- nicely done by Johnny Linehan. Uh, he made his, what, what is it called? Punting, kicking, and loving every day. Which is, uh, I guess, a riff off of a Luke Bryan song. I don't know country music very well, but... Don't act like you don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sorry. But yeah, it, it was cool because... Uh, Johnny's has a big personality. He's fun, and at the very end, he had a little ode to the uh, deceased and, and recently passed Nebraska and Michigan State. It was a punters. nice touch. Yes. Yeah, it was That's a nice, nice touch. So Johnny, Johnny Linehan, Johnny Rugby, Johnny Football punter strikes again. The Kiwi kicker. The Kiwi kicker. The Kiwi kicker. Gregory Bell came up with that one. I like that one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Being from New Zealand, of course. Mm-hmm. BYU has a new royal blue helmet as well. Apparently. I don't For know if BYU 50. I don't know if they're going to wear it. I can confirm they will not, they will wear, not that wear that it, this season. But, but they have produced it. But they ch- For BYU 50 in Utah, they're doing an amazing race type of thing. Or as we would say on this TV show, a uh, relative race kind of thing. <laughs> and the all blue helmet looks so cool. It's like a royal blue helmet. If you haven't seen it, it's so awesome. So awesome. Check it out. When will they implement that into the actual arsenal? Or will that uh, ever happen? If it was up to Kalani, probably yesterday. <laughs> so I, I don't know. They're, they're wearing royal blue hats um, at practice right yeah, now. If Kalani it were up to Kalani Satake, yeah. that would have been implemented on December 19th, about three minutes <laughs> after he exactly. was given the exactly. head coaching job. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Speaking of BYU football camp starting today began about 30 minutes ago and will run approximately two hours total for the latest from camp let's go to the outdoor practice field where lauren frankham is on the deseret first credit union hotline lauren welcome to the show hunting kicking and loving every day yeah ironically ironically they were playing country music at the start of practice so i don't know if that was inspiration from johnny linehan or ty detmer or what but there's a very interesting feel at practice right now. It's really relaxed, but everyone's really excited. When I first walked into the football facilities, I even heard an air horn go off in the football offices. So needless to say, people are super excited. There's a lot of media members here, a lot of buzz about the Big 12 among the media, but all eyes are on Taysom, Tanner, and Jamal being back. And then most of the eyes as well are on the new coaching staff. It's obvious they have the players, the personnel, and everyone just wants to know what they're going to do with it. 30 minutes in, what have you seen so far? I imagine general stretching and warming up, but what have you noticed so far? Yeah, they've just been doing some drills. They started off doing a little special teams work, but some of my observations have been there are a lot of Polynesians here. That probably doesn't come as a big surprise. The offense this year, this is different from last year, is in navy blue, and the defense is in royal. So in previous years, the defense was always in white, but they're in royal blue this year. 
there's no loud music that's playing during practice. It's just quiet. I'm, I'm sitting here right now watching, and, and everyone can probably hear me talking, actually. Guys, something notable that I just noticed, Nick Kurtz is out and participating. Uh, he had a hurt foot before, but he is out and, and practicing right now. No so, boot, no nothing. He's out playing regularly. Yeah, he has, he has a, like a sock over his leg, but other than that, he's, he's out and playing. Very good. Lauren Frankham is joining us from BYU Football Fall Camp. We are all of 30 minutes into fall camp and look forward to what happens over the next month or so. Just in terms of, like, physical specimens, I've heard from a number of coaches, like, <laughs> everybody everybody looks bigger and stronger and faster, and they, it's been a concerted effort to get everybody bigger to, I guess, deal with the rigors of football. Do you feel like all of the guys look bigger? Yes. I really, really do. Especially, I've been watching Taysom and Jamal specifically, and those dudes are really, really big. And, and even on media day, when I had those guys come up and do some web chats with me, that was that was one of the biggest takeaways for me. Is everyone, everyone is huge right now. Something interesting about Taysom is he cannot stop moving his feet. He is so antsy from the second he stepped out. You can tell he's just so excited to be back. And then Jamal, on the other hand, is usually dancing and he's usually having fun. And he's been actually very, very focused during this practice so far. Fantastic stuff. Just do me one favor. No more country music singing on this program, okay? (laughs) I I make no promises. Oh, Lauren, we're not bringing you back. You have to promise. Uh, I thought thought, uh, Jerem was the country music specialist. I heard that at the top of the show. (laughs) Okay, fine. Most of those are made up. All right, fine. Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Lauren Frank, I'm on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Taysom Hill is antsy. His feet are constantly moving. His feet, his foot is constantly moving. How about that? That sounds great to me. Mm. That sounds great to me. Keep it up. So uh, after the show, so today is our fall camp preview. After the show, practice is expected in somewhere around 11.15, 11.30. We will have Facebook Live interviews from the post-practice interviews from the Student Athlete Building. So follow us on Twitter, at BYU TV Sports. We'll send out a link. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook under BYU TV Sports. That's the way we're going to roll throughout fall camp. Headline number two, the Olympic ceremonies are tonight. Hit it! Cougars in the Olympics. Yeah, baby! BYU has four Cougars competing in the Olympics and two coaches. Taylor Sand- I love this music. I'm, I'm going to dance my way out of here with some. Taylor Sander in indoor volleyball, Casey Patterson in beach volleyball, Jared Ward in the marathon, Tatenda Tsumba in the track and field 200 for Zimbabwe, plus indoor men's volleyball assistant coach Mike Wall, and USA women's volleyball statistician Giuseppe Vinci. Casey Patterson's beach duo, they play Saturday, 3.30 Eastern. Sander and Team USA play Canada Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And we will go live to Rio coming up about 30 minutes with Taylor Sander as he prepares for the Olympic opening ceremonies tonight in the Maracana in Rio. Where are our maracas right now (laughs) so that we can get into that a little bit more? I don't remember seeing maracas, but that makes sense with Maracana. Right? Yeah. I went to Brazil on my mission trip. (laughs) I didn't go to Rio, but... uh, Say it it in Portuguese again. What, Rio? Yes. Rio de Janeiro. There you go. Yeah. We We have Brazilians in the building. There's a BYTV International. In Portuguese. They There's would, a channel. They would appreciate what you have oh, done. Yeah. They're translating BYU Sports Nation right now, and they're like, hey, we don't have to do anything because he just said it the right way. I'm glad they're not because I know they're <laughs> captioning, though. So we can say weird stuff, and they have to type it, right? 
Yeah, shout out to the captioners, too. Yeah. They have to put up with us on a daily basis. Good luck. Oh, goodness. Baseball news now. Colton Shaver finished the regular season for the Wareham Gateman, leading the Cape Cod League with eight home runs and 29 runs batted, and his team will play a three-game playoff with the Bourne Braves starting today at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The Bourne Braves? Yes, they have a Jason Bourne spelled... picture on their jersey. No, they don't. Are you I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, it's, exact, it's spelled the exact same way. That's too perfect. Daniel Summerhays is two under, tied for 30th in the Travelers Championship on the PGA Tour, plus Zach Blair joins him, shooting even through uh, at 475th. Uh, both will tee off at about 2.30 Eastern time. Good luck, gentlemen. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 2016 BYU Football Fall Camp Preview. Countdown to the Wildcats. 29 days. We all want to know Sub thirty. what Woo! in the world is going to happen when the actual games begin 29 days from now on September 3rd in Glendale, Arizona. The next four weeks of hype and speculation through fall camp only add to the excitement. The buildup in a lot of ways is a beautiful thing, but there are many questions that all of you have. Speaking of, let's get to our Twitter question. What are the burning questions you have about 2016 BYU football? Uh, as camp begins, first tweet at Milton underscore rat. Will Johnny Linehan go pro in Nashville because we are not punting this season? <laughs> Fair use, question after yesterday. Use the hashtag BYUSN. He did quib, Johnny that is, that uh, Kalani jokingly said, hey, get a rock pass because we're not going to need you this season. <laughs> On fourth down, we're going for it. You're going to be the least utilized player all year. That would be great, right? But you do have to punt. If you're going to punt, be, be good at it. 29 days, approximately 694 hours before the games begin. Three weeks of glorious fall camp, and the collective eyes of BYU Sports Nation are on a couple of glaring headlines, starting with the status of one Taysom Hill, who we just got an initial report from, or report on, from Lauren Franken of fall camp, saying he's theater moving, he's anxious, he's, he's got excited feet right now. And BYU Photo is sending out uh, pictures on Twitter, at BYU Photo, in a gallery. Dude, sun's out, gun's out for Taysom Hill. Un- number seven, the new number seven. He looks, he looks big. He looks good. Uh, royal blue hats for Kalani Satake and Ty Detmer. And, uh, some notable absences from the roster, by the way. Sione Takitaki not listed. Kyle Johnson not listed. So two would-be potential starters, at least not on the initial roster. We're not exactly sure why. Media availability is in about an hour. We will find out. Follow us on Twitter for the latest. How healthy is the fifth-year senior Taysom Hill coming off a gulp, third season-ending injury? Will he be the starter? How will the quarterback battle with Tanner Mangum play out? And, Jerem, how do you share the reps between two elite-level quarterbacks? Christian Stewart was on the show a couple weeks ago, a uh, former BYU quarterback, and he said, I would go 50-50 on those guys with Bo Hodge getting like 1%, so I don't know, 49 49%, 2% for Bo, to where you give these guys legitimate opportunities to kind of prove themselves. I think that if all things are created equal, uh, health, the health of Taysom Hill, that, that Taysom Hill will be the starter and that Tanner Mangum will be right, right behind him. Just right behind him. If there's any situation where it requires Tanner to come in, that he would come in and be ready. That's how I see it playing out a little bit. We have a couple of weeks here. I'd be shocked if BYU named a starter in the next week or two. I imagine probably at the end of fall camp is my guess uh, if they name it at all before the Arizona game. I've seen a couple of tweets come across. Is there any way that Ty Detmer plays two quarterbacks this season on a regular basis? No. He has said that he is not going to do that. Although he did say we will get creative at times. 
Yeah, so yeah. there will be plays yeah, where I imagine we will see, I don't know, both quarterbacks on the field or a switch up here and there, just depending on personnel. And Please. Yeah. Please, I, just throw a wrinkle in there. We're both on the field at the same time. There will be wrinkles, but it's going to be one guy. Like that, Ty Detmer, do you, tr- do you trust Ty Detmer to go with one guy and not try and play two quarterbacks? Who doesn't trust Ty Detmer? Exactly. That has anything to do with BYU. Exactly. Now, I like the battle. I think both guys will get better because they're going to be competing against each other. And I'm intrigued to see how the reps do shake out. Now, second glaring question besides the quarterback competition going on between Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill is what in the world is this new pro-style offense going to look like and what are they going to do? They're both under center. These quarterbacks in high school and in college have not played under center. And Tanner Mangum uh, on Media Day told us it, we're not necessarily under center the whole time. It's just going to be, you know, more of that. Uh, pro, yeah, pro style, this is going to be different for sure. So it's going to take a couple weeks for, for BYU to get used to this. They did run spring ball under this new system, uh, trying to figure it out. I imagine that it has developed more because you're not just a couple of weeks or months from getting Ty in there. Now it's been several months. So getting those guys used to this, different pace, different feel, certainly gearing down e- easier than gearing up for BYU's offense. Well, then there's this running back guy named Jamal Williams who is coming back after sitting out a year, and he is anticipated to break the all-time rushing record at BYU in a pro-style offense that caters to a running back. They want to utilize their show horse, and Jamal Williams is that guy. To me, Taysom Hill's the key to this offense, but Jamal Williams is right there because Jamal Williams is a back that, as a sophomore, put up 1,200. And then, unfortunately, his season ended early at uh, Middle Tennessee in November. His junior year, last year uh, in August, uh, dropped out. He is back. It's great to have him back. And BYU expects to do some work. And it's been a while since we've seen Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams together. In fact, that's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been counted 685 days since Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams played in a game together. That was against Virginia in 2014. Holy shnikes! What in the world? But Taysom played at Nebraska last... Oh, that's right. Jamal didn't play last year. They have not taken snaps in a game together since... The Virginia game. They did take snaps together in U- the Utah State in game. In 2014. But, I mean, f- like, finished a game together. 685 days, right? Whoa. Whoa. So this is exciting for BYU fans. We did not think these two would be on this team as we looked ahead to 2016. This was going to be Tander Mangum, Squally Canada, Nick Kurtz and company. Nick Kurtz had a red shirt. He's also, this is like a bonus year for him as well. Remember two years ago. So 2016 is shaped up to be quite quite interesting, and it begins today with fall camp. I'm stoked, man. We both wore the BYU polos. We only do that when it's a big day, and and we do not talk about what we're going to wear either. So that tells you how important Media day, day <laughs> signing day, fall camp. That's about it. Let's go. More questions that we will bring up about this BYU football team later on in the show, including some pending questions around the offensive line and what they can do in the new pro-style offense. Answer our Twitter question. What are your burning questions you have as football camp begins for BYU? Up next, we'll talk to Taylor Sander, USA Olympian volleyball player in Rio. But first, it's Ed Lamb, the assistant head coach for BYU football. All things fall football camp. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, day one of BYU Football Fall Camp 2016. 
Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And just use the hashtag BYUSN. Listen, fall camp's underway. You want to follow BYU Sports Nation to get the latest and greatest. At BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, as Spencer just mentioned. Uh, Facebook. We're going to do Facebook Live post-practice interviews coming up in about an hour. Uh, So hang out uh, with us on Facebook, BYU Sports Nation. Instagram as well. Instagram stories. They're attacking Snapchat. Have you seen this? Mm. And Snapchat, BYUSN. It's very similar. So we're going to be in all of that. With BYU football, baby. We will utilize all of the social media tools. Well, those four. Because <laughs> there are others we don't use. <laughs> let's, let's reel it in a little. Our Twitter question today, what are the burning questions you have about 2016 BYU football as camp begins at It's a Faux Hammer? What does Ty Detmer's offense really look like? Does this turn Taysom into Steve Young compared to Colin Kaepernick? That would be nice, especially the current Colin Kaepernick, not the one that got them to the Super Bowl. (laughs) That was a better Colin. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, that will end our pro football analysis right now. Taysom Hill will be tatted up? What? I'm confused <laughs> about this analogy even more now. I'm just kidding. Oh, how about some burning questions for one of the actual coaches on the BYU football staff? Ed Lamb recently joined BYU Sports Nation to discuss day number one as fall camp begins in his new job. Coach, great to have you with us as we look ahead to fall camp now, actual football being played at Brigham Young University on campus. And so we want to know, what's the first thing that the coaches and you specifically will be looking for, almost hoping for, on day number one? Um, well, the, the players always bring so much energy and enthusiasm, and and maybe optimism is the thing that they really will bring the most early and the longer we can keep that going, the better, you know. So I think we'll be reminding them and to to take stock and inventory and how they feel and how much optimism there is, and to keep that going. And in in the coming weeks and months and during some of the more challenging times for us as a team or them personally, can they hearken back to how they felt today and and tomorrow and in in the first few days of camp? This is the most important thing on day one of fall camp. I, I know you've been a head coach for a while, but I, I just want to inform you. Yeah. Who is controlling the music? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's Chad Bunn. So that, so, Chad Bunn? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. And, We're going to have a lot of Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? Metallica. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm just, I'm, listen, I am saying what listen, he likes. Yeah. Jamal, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Jamal Williams needs his music. Okay? Yeah. So try and, th- try and, Throw something into the uh, shuffle. <laughs> yeah. This, okay. Yeah, I think Just this a is a suggestion. This is a whole political power struggle that I'm not a part of, really. <laughs> I was scared there for a second when yeah. you stopped and stared me in my soul and said, "What's wrong with that, yeah. Spencer? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing at all, Coach." Yeah, I've seen them live. Or Speedwagon. <laughs> that's rock and roll right there. What's the dominant emotion for you as camp begins? Um, I, I'm. Nervous, anxious, not, you know, the difference between those two words. I, I feel both. Um, and mainly just, you know, I want to make sure that I do a good job for the guys, for the players. They've put so much work in and they have so precious few opportunities to perform. And I want to make sure that I do a great job for them. Imagine in figuring out how you're going to run this fall camp that you had many different great influences. Kalani, uh, you know, at Utah and Oregon State, you've been a head coach. Uh, Ty Detmer's been a head coach in high school. What was it like uh, pooling your thoughts together as to, okay, this is how we're going to do it? Yeah. Uh, well, we did a lot of advanced work just with with um, casual conversation since from day one in, in January, you know, whenever we got together. And then and then over the summer, um, Kalani and I worked quite a bit 
uh, one of the things that's really impressed me about Kalani, I think the one of the harder things for any coach, but especially a head coach, is to exude a feeling of confidence in the team and the success of the team. And um, so, like when I first became a head coach, I wanted to to dominate and dictate every minute, every waking minute of my team's life. And especially during training camp, and it was a grind, and I, and I was proud of that grind, and I preached that grind, and and um, as I, as I became more confident in my abilities and the ability of my the abilities of my team, I exuded more confidence and gave them more time off, and talked and talked about the importance of rest in in correlation with hard work and how those work together, and and Kalani's he's on point already with that. And I, and I know our team will feel that. I'm intrigued and absolutely love the differing personalities on the coaching staff right now. Everybody from Jack DeMooney to yeah. Kalani Satake <laughs> to you to Mike Empey. I feel like everybody is so different, uh, yet brings a lot of experience and, and a wealth of knowledge. Do you feel like you've had adequate time with those differing personalities to gel as a coaching staff? I do. There's a lot of good humility. And um, most importantly, I think there's a the 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 respect for BYU, um, you know, the BYU runs through all of our veins, and and um, it's a place that is really important to us, and it's not a it's not a stepping stone job for any of us, and so I think that that that's the common ground that we have to find, and and hey, right now we're undefeated, and things are going great, and, and everybody's <laughs> getting along well, and and it it may not always be that way, but but I think that that we have you know a lot of common similarities in values and what's important to us, and, and BYU being being primary in that mission. The Big 12 expansion conversation has little to nothing to do with you guys and what you yeah. do during fall camp. But in a way, do you feel like that could be a distraction in season if they haven't decided yet to where it's like, oh, people think that our results somehow weigh into that decision? Yeah, yeah I think it's already a distraction. And, um, you know, like a lot of distractions, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And, and it's uh, it's it's a, a worthy conversation of being excited about and of talking about, but we have to tackle it head on as a, as a staff and as a team and make sure that it has nothing to do with our preparation and it can be something that's important to us. And and football for all of our guys, is, is it's a part of their lives and whether it's first priority or fifth priority or whatever, and, and Big 12 expansion's in there, but so are a ton of other things and we just have to make sure we manage them. Whether you like it or not, that West Virginia game is yeah. going to be <laughs> more yeah. than just that game, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, every game is life and death for us. It's, <laughs> and, and, I, and looking back on it as a player, you know, you're mad after a loss and and it hurts, but it, but you get over it fairly quickly. But but geez, in coaching, it's I mean, it, it really feels like death. Assistant head coach for BYU football and special teams coordinator Ed Lamb with us on BYU Sports Nation, part of our fall camp preview show. How much of a culture change is still needed to put the coaching staff's permanent imprint on this team and this program? Um, well, you know, I, I know that uh, one of the one of Kalani's strengths, uh, as I was mentioning, is his ability to exude confidence in in the guys around him. But he's also his humility. He's you know he I think he uh, particularly would like to see Coach Mendenhall's and and Coach Mendenhall's staff their legacy live on through us you know they, they had a lot of success and they really set a table and, and an expectation for success so in in no way are we trying to like you know make our permanent and, and have all kinds of change we haven't spent any time or effort studying the way coach Mendenhall did it and that staff did it and, and changed anything we're just going about doing the best we can and I think um, uh, my hope and I know Kalani's hope is that that it, it never becomes just our team it's 
it's Coach Mendenhall's team. It's it's Coach Croton's team. It's Coach Lavelle Edwards' team, and all the people that have made this such a special place. As a special teams coordinator, um, I, I worry about point scorers, you know, and and kicker is a question mark. Can you update us on the status of the kicker, who you bring yeah. into camp, and who's competing? Yeah, um, coming out of spring practice, James Baird, a, a walk on uh, for us in the spring, had a really good spring practice and um, was was really accurate with his kicks, uncannily accurate, one of the most accurate guys I've been around, and uh, and he needed to work on his leg strength coming out of the spring, and he's made a, a real effort to do that and has worked hard in the weight room. So I'm anxious to see what he brings back. We're not permitted to work with the guys with the football in the summer, and so I I have no idea kind of you know what the update is on him but we have um you know andrew mickelson is back from a mission he kicked um that was the starting kickoff duty guy before mm-hmm. he left on his mission uh, Corey edwards is back as well and he feels really confident looks good it looks like he's had a great summer in training and then uh, you know red almond um, was our second kicker coming out of the spring so I, I think we have a lot of good legs um you know kind of in a returning role and then we brought in a, a freshman a highly recruited freshman jake oldroyd from Texas, who will, uh, who's, who's been very impressive to the other specialists as, as they kind of come back and give me the buzz on what's going on for the mm-hmm. summer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you played with one of the most dynamic special teams returners in college football history in James Dye, correct? Yeah. And, and underappreciated. You know, what, what most people don't realize is is you, normally when a punt returner wins, uh, you know, is the number one punt returner in the country, that there's a good scheme in there. There's a lot of guys who have bought in. I can remember at least two that he took to the house on safe punt return, which means <laughs> the defense is out there fatigued and, and there's no blocking assignments and he was able to split, you know, split the punt coverage and, wow. and take it back to the house twice. With that in mind, do you have an idea of some dynamic playmakers that you want to return the ball for you this year? I do, and and I'll, I'll qualify that. The you know the thing that made um, James really good was he was also the most secure um, hands guy, the most the ball security uh, aspect of what he did, and so we were able to use his dynamic ability. Um, uh, so right now, I think there are three or four guys that really have a lot of dynamic ability, but they're what they need to prove and, and what I need to train them to do is be great with that ball security because that's got to be number one. And if, if we have to put an offensive lineman back there that can catch it and secure it every time, <laughs> then that's what we do. You know, the, the job is to give the ball to the offense. Hunter the punter didn't catch them, but he punted. Yeah, yeah, you can do things with that. Uh, as the safety coach, um, what, what does that group look like with a lot of returning guys and a guy like uh, Micah Hanneman that switched positions? I feel like that's that's probably one of the deeper positions on the team, um, and, and that's a, a really good thing for a team because normally the special teams are made up of, of safety-type bodies, guys with speed and strength and a good combination of those and guys that can tackle and block. I feel like we have uh, at least six guys that could give a winning effort on game day. I think that will be huge for us as the prevalence of tempo offenses and teams that are striving, geez, not not even for points or or yards, but for plays is kind of their first goal. A lot of offenses now, oh, we, we feel like if we get 90 or 100 plays, then X will occur. And so defensively, it's not like, you know, when I played and just 10 years ago where you'd, a starting defender could go out and play the whole game and play 50 to 60 snaps, 70 on a long game. And we, we have to prepare to play 90 snaps and we need a lot of depth. And especially at the safety position, those guys cover a lot of ground. What's the one thing you expect to know after day one of fall camp? Oh gosh, great question. hadn't hadn't considered that. I, I don't I don't know that I have a, a good answer for 
the thing I would I would expect to know. You know I just, I'm taking it one day at a time. And what do you hope to? Know? I, I I would like to email you back a <laughs> a, a thoughtful <laughs> answer about that question. Yeah. And uh, you're could, not gonna, you're not going to name a starting quarterback on day yeah, one. Yeah, you just name it tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've named the starting quarterback. I just haven't shared that with anybody because I have no authority to name a starting <laughs> quarterback. So. Are you going to make an appearance in Johnny Lanahan's uh, punting cowboy music video? You know, I, I requested. I'm really disappointed in Johnny. I mean, that is a, that is a great video. And uh, have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's great. Yeah, I, I saw I saw the draft, and then I saw what I think is is close to the final. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I requested a role in that, and he, he shut me out. Will this help or hurt Big Twelve expansion? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I know Ty Detmer's looking forward to any country music video, right? Yeah, I think he, I think you'll definitely enjoy. It. I, he's, I know he's seen it. Johnny's been walking around with his laptop and showing. He's very who, proud who of it. Yeah. And, and he texted me as I was walking in here, so I think there might be an update. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, great to have you. We wish you the best of luck in fall camp and look forward to the season. Thank you. Here's the thing, Ed Lamb, he kept his word. He, he messaged me last night and said, delayed answer to your great question. The one thing I really want to see, no, after day one of practices, are we better than we were on the last day of spring practice? You would hope that you're ahead of that, but that is a good question. Absolutely. And practice continues for about 45 minutes, another hour. Again, hang with us. Facebook Live interviews coming up uh, after BYU Sports Nation. But we continue with our BYU Sports Nation Fall Camp Preview here on this hour. I will do my best to ask Ed Lamb if they are better after yeah. day one of fall camp than they were after the last day of spring practice. I just love that uh, how fired up you know this coaching staff is, that it's day one of fall camp. Like, like we made it, man. We got to August 5th. Fall camp is here. And now we can dive into that. I know we don't have a game for 29 days, but I'm stoked. What are your burning questions for BYU football fall camp? Before we discuss more of your answers, Taylor Sander joins us from Rio. Opening ceremonies of the Olympics tonight. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And coming up Friday, August 12th at Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah, it's the Cougar Club Salt Lake Chapter Big Blue Bash. This is going to be awesome. It starts at 6 Mountain Time. It's the preseason BYU football party. We are going to be there. Kalani Sataki is going to be there. I believe Ty Detmer, Taysom Hill, Johnny Linehan. Tanner Mangum, Jamal and, Williams. Awesome. So we, we are uh, emceeing this, helping host it. Blaine Fowler will be there as well. So it's going to be a ton of fun. If you are in Utah and you have a shot to be there, Come hang out with us. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Of course, day one, BYU fall camp underway. It began roughly an hour ago and plans to go two hours total. Lauren Frankham told us, one, that Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, and Jamal Williams all look fresh, excited, bigger physically. It's and Taysom's, and feet, Taysom's are feet are antsy. antsy. They're constantly moving. That's probably the perfect thing to say. One, that he's healthy, and two, that he is excited to be there, right? The season that he didn't think he would be here. Jeremy and I will be live after practice today with Facebook Live interviews. Follow at BYU TV Sports on Twitter and Facebook to catch all of that. And tonight, the Olympic ceremonies are underway. They get underway later in Rio. Cougars in the Olympics. Sounds like Back to the Future. I love it. 
Hey, four Cougars compete in the Olympics. Two coaches, Taylor Sanders in indoor volleyball, Casey Patterson in beach volleyball, Jared Ward in the marathon, Tatenda Tsumba in the track and field 200 for Zimbabwe, plus indoor men's volleyball assistant coach Mike Wall and USA women's volleyball statistician Giuseppe Vinci. Uh, Casey Patterson's beach duo plays Saturday at 3.30 Eastern. Sander and Team USA play Canada Sunday at 4 Eastern time. Hey, speaking of Taylor Sander, he joins us right now from Rio de Janeiro on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Taylor, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, nice to be on again. What's the atmosphere like in Rio right now for you? Yeah, we're just, uh, we just finished training, and uh, we loaded the bus to uh, go to the village. And, yeah, we have the opening ceremonies tonight, and I'm super excited. It's going to be a, a fun time. Dude, you're going to be in the opening ceremonies tonight. Have you envisioned what that might be like? Uh, I have, and uh, I'm really excited. It's an honor to be a part of uh, Team USA. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a cool night and an emotional night, and I'm excited to, to meet a lot of new people and uh, just soak the whole experience in. Taylor, are you going to be the guy that's, like, recording the whole thing, or are you going to try and take it in a little bit? No, I'll be recording. Uh, I'll be taking it in. I'll be doing everything. I mean, uh, <laughs> I want to try and experience as much as I can. But, yeah, I want to uh, take some videos for my friends and family for sure. Are you going to cry? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a possibility. I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing to be here and, uh, you know, it's a dream for me. And uh, it's yeah, it's going to be emotional. I think we're all uh, super blessed to be in this uh, position. How long have you been dreaming about a moment like this? Uh, the last four years. I mean, that's when I kind of thought I had the chance to make the team. And uh, and so, you know, the last four years we've been working towards this goal. And uh, it's nice to be here and to be settled down. And, and uh, yeah, I'm stoked to be a part of it. All this talk, right, of the negative, the the water, the Zika, whatever. Give give us give us a reality check. What is it really like in Rio for you? Man, you, the USOC has has done a great job for us. I mean, uh, I mean, we've been reading a lot of stuff, and it's not as bad as what other some other people are saying. But uh, overall, we're we're stoked. I mean, it's it's not about all that little stuff. I mean, we're kind of overlooking that and focused on volleyball and. And that we're actually at the Olympics rather than, you know, complaining about little things that don't really matter. And so uh, that's kind of how we're looking at it. Uh, we're having a great dog. Taylor Sander with us on Bearing BYU Sports Nation. USA to, to be successful. Taylor, you were just featured in a Sports Illustrated article which highlighted you as a player to watch on the indoor men's volleyball team and a guy that could be a key to winning gold. What do you think about that? Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't even read that article. Um, that's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I want to go out and I want to have a good tournament individually and then uh, just contribute to you know, our team's success. I want to be you know, a good teammate if I'm not playing. And if I'm playing, just give it my all and uh, – yeah, it's going to be fun. What will it take to win a gold medal and uh, potentially beat, uh, you know, Brazil at Brazil? Yeah, I mean, we have so many good teams we have to play. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to have to play good as a team. And we're going to just have to compete. I mean, we have, we're a really physical team. And uh, mentally, we have to be there every night. And uh, so that's kind of what we're training, what we've been talking about. And uh, I think... Yeah, we're ready for that. 
Taylor, have a great time tonight. We will be watching closely for you and the rest of Team USA, and I'm sure Jerem can give you some ideas of what souvenirs to find in Brazil. But you can bring us back something, too, if you want, Taylor. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Taylor, thanks, man. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Taylor Sander on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Another Dude. Olympian! Dude, how cool is that that we just call him in Rio? Like, earlier this week, we talked to... David Pick from Israel. Now we're talking to our homie Taylor Sander in the Olympics. I, like I'm, ju- I'm just so proud of these BYU guys who have been so good and trained so hard that they get to represent their country, most of which is the U.S., but to tend to Tsuma for Zimbabwe. Running the 200. Running the 200. He gets to walk in that state. Like what an experience for all of these guys. And I, I know Taylor well. You know Taylor well. It's, it's rewarding to see someone – work so hard, and get to the highest level of their sport. In volleyball, the Olympics is the top, man. He said four years. That's been four years. I really thought I might have, I might have a shot to do this, and here we are. He's being, he's being humble. He's known for a while that he was really good um, because he's excelled at the highest levels. And so I bet it's been longer than four, but really cool for him and his family, for Brendan, who's still at BYU. Um, and I point out to Tenda because he's a current BYU student. He's not graduated, making money, doing that. He is still – he's a dude that might be in your American Heritage class at BYU, <laughs> and he's walking in the, into the Maracanã tonight in the opening ceremony. Very he's, cool. He's the guy guys. that has a girlfriend that's working at the Nike store, you know? They, yeah. yeah. like, oh, hey, yeah. your boyfriend's in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bring you some swag back. Yeah. Our Twitter question today, dealing with not the Olympics but football, but it, it's a fun Friday. It's a really fun Friday. The Olympic opening ceremonies and BYU football fall camp underway. And this is the end of the dog days of summer. Today is the end of it and the beginning of August, which is fall camp and the Olympics. And we are going to be plugged in with those guys in the Olympics and make sure you know what's going on with them, uh, as well as the latest in BYU football. And then we're into the football season. And women's soccer has a blue and white game tomorrow. And it, it's, all, it's all happening again, which is fantastic. What are the burning questions you have about the 2016 BYU football team as camp begins? At mprobert33 says, How many pounds of Kahlua pork the coaches will be eating over the next three weeks? Three weeks? How about next several years? <laughs> we all will be. And that pork is touchdowns, baby. Oh, some of our other burning questions that Jeremy and I have specifically about the offensive line, the personnel there, and what we anticipate we will see once the games begin in a pro-style offense. We'll discuss that next, plus more of your burning questions on the Twitter machine. And the Cougar Whip Around is loaded, everything from the Olympics to PGA golf and a little bit of baseball. It's a fun day. Fridays are awesome. This Friday is especially awesome. Everything is awesome. Are you going to cry when you see Taylor tonight? Maybe. Kate Hansen did, so do you remember that? I remember. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights right here on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern or... If you happen to miss the interview we just did with Taylor Sander live from Brazil in Rio on his way to the Olympic opening ceremonies, awesome. download the podcast. How long has he been dreaming about this Olympic moment? And Ed Lamb, assistant head football coach, also joined us. What does he really want to see after day one of fall camp? And how long will it take this coaching staff 
to fully implement itself in this program. You can hear from the coaches and players live after practice today coming up in about 30 minutes, maybe 45, depends when they finish, on Facebook Live through BYU TV Sports. So follow us on Twitter at BYU TV Sports. We'll tweet a link. Uh, you can also go on Facebook to the BYU TV Sports page and watch. We will have the live interviews after practice from the Student Athlete Building. That's coming up. What are the burning questions you have about 2016 BYU football as camp begins? At Erod the Law says, Do we have the talent at the corners to play press man coverage? Do we have the defensive linemen to convert to a 4-3? Hashtag pumped up. Everything that's been said uh, related to the cornerbacks is that there will be more man. Now, Bronco Mendenhall was a zone, mostly zone scheme kind of guy, and those cornerbacks uh, would not play a lot of man. Brian Logan has chronicled that as a former corner here. But BYU has some ballers. Michael Davis is a senior and ready to kind of lead that group. Troy Warner. Troy War- Diane Lake is a name to watch as well from your alma mater, uh, Northridge. I-, I think that BYU has the horses to at least see what they can do with that. If, if the pass rush is good, it's amazing how good the secondary looks. And it helps that the safeties are very, very experienced to help with cornerbacks that are trying to play press man coverage. You have a guy like Micah Hanneman who switched to safety. You have Kai Nakua returning. You have an Eric, Eric Takanaka, Matt Hadley. Uh, so you have some experience in that secondary. And think about this, too. BYU had one coach for all those, all four players. They now have a safeties coach, Ed Lamb. We talked to him earlier. And you have a cornerbacks coach in General Guilford. So the specialization, customization, and the coaching is for two positions as opposed to four now. So you'd think that you can be more efficient with the coaching. How about some more burning questions that Jerem and myself have as we approach fall camp? Like the offensive line. What are they going to do, having been recruited initially to run a separate offense? Can they adjust under Mike Empey? He's confident that they can. Yeah. It's just going to take some time. So I, what do we anticipate in year number one? Yeah, I like the guys that BYU has in that position, and, and specifically center. So Tijon Chrome was not there for spring ball. Parker Dawes, the guy. I think that's a position battle this fall. I would not automatically put Tijon Chrome as the starting guy. I, I think that Parker Daw has a shot to maybe beat him out. Let's, let's see. Because it's a different scheme when you're snapping the ball under center versus in the shotgun. You need some leverage there. So let's, let's see what happens there. Louis Lapua, who I think is a really good player. Tuni Knuch is stoked about this. He's 100%. been in studio, studio and talked about it. Austin Hoyt, a young guy that comes back. A little concern over Kyle Johnson not being on the roster. He was a starting guard for the last two years for BYU missed spring with an injury. We will find out here post-practice uh, what the situation is there if he's not on the team. But if you're not there for practice number one, that's probably not a good sign. But I, I think BYU has some talent on the O-line. But you're right. How quickly can they gel? Because you're going against power five lines now. It's one thing to play Toledo. It's another thing to play Utah and, and Michigan State. And, and you need State. to get a press once the ball is snapped because your quarterback is right behind the center. There's, there's no, okay, I can take a few steps back and really – kind of guard my ground. It's You've got to get a push immediately. Yeah, and, and Tijon's a really good player, obviously. I, I wouldn't uh, you know count out Parker Daw though. Adam underscore Ferrero says this on Twitter. Coach Tatake said the offensive line had been too small because of go fast, go hard. Has T- that problem been resolved? Tijon is big in the arms, but he's short. Uh, you know, height is what, 5'11", 6 foot, so that could be a concern. I think BYU wants to get back to the old school offense with Ty Demmer. Big physical hosses. And Mike Empey 
this isn't his first go-round as the O-line coach at BYU. This is his second go-round. He knows what it takes to uh, to protect that quarterback in those kind of schemes. And he his goal is to get each of those offensive line positions to the point where they have two deep at all positions. So it's not like uh, he'll be the starting yeah. right guard or the backup left guard. And there, Blaine Fowler said that's when you know BYU is deep. And that's not going to happen this season. It's going to be maybe next it's season. It's going to take a year or two. Like, to get to where he wants a guy to be. like Kiefer Longson is back from a mission. You remember uh, he had some serious interest from some big schools like Ohio State. He's a guy that could be in the mix. Typically, linemen don't come back and have an impact right away. They need to have time off the mission to you know get their weight up and get the skill back and that kind of thing. Who in the world is going to play tight end in the pro-style offense? Because Dude. Ty Detmer has made it clear he wants to establish that precedence of BYU football going to the tight end. Who's going to play tight end? Listen, there's no Dennis Pitta on this team, but I think that they'll do it uh, by the collective, and we'll see who those individuals are. And then you and then you go to the outside with the wide receivers. BYU lo- lost a lot at that position. Over 2,000 yards receiving. Gone. This just in. That's a lot of yards. BYU at wide receiver has Nick Kurtz, has Mitchell Jurgens, has Jonah Trineman from Snow College. There, there are some ballers in there. But there are some new guys that will have to step up and replace Taron Houck and Mitch Matthews and Devon Blackman, and, and the list goes on. You had a lot of s- significant contributors. That's one position where I have a big question mark. I want to see those guys and what they can do at fall camp. Who can catch the ball? Who can run a 15-yard post corner after blocking a guy initially for a few seconds? Yeah, like Mitch Matthews, I know he's been in our conversation, elite or not, whatever. BYU will miss Mitch Matthews. He was a tremendous receiver for BYU. What is BYU Sports Nation watching on the defensive side of the ball? We talked a little bit about man press coverage because of a tweet that was brought up. The defensive line now with four down linemen and three linebackers. If you're not familiar with football schematics, Bronco Mendenhall ran three down linemen and four linebackers. So that is a change, but how much different will it really be for the BYU defense? BYU's moved one of those linebacker positions, the will linebacker, to be a hand-in-the-ground defensive lineman. It's basically linebackers playing defensive line. So the, the fact that Sione Takitaki is not on the roster is a concern. Uh, also, we'll find out about that in the next 20 Travis to 30 Tui minutes. Travis Tuiloma has been banged up, and he's kind of the Liz, anchor of that Liz defensive Frank, line. Where is he at? Is he ready? Is he practicing? A lot of questions to be answered, uh, and many of them will come up on Facebook Live. Again, follow Facebook, uh, us, BYU TV Sports, on Facebook and Twitter for the latest with Facebook Live coming up in about – 20 to 30 minutes from after practice interviews. Keep sending your burning questions in that you have about 2016 BYU football as camp begins. Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around, plus our elite tweet of the day. We got Cougars in the Olympics, some baseball, start of fall camp, and soccer is not too far away. They're ranked 16th in the country. Yeah, baby, bringing it. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU Fall Camp starts today. It began at 9.30 Mountain Time, uh, scheduled for about 20 more minutes. Lauren Frankham joined us from practice, told us Taysom Hill is antsy. We also learned that Sione Takitaki and Kyle Johnson are not listed on the initial roster. Cougars in the Olympics. The Olympic ceremonies are tonight. BYU has four Cougars competing in the Olympics and two coaches, Taylor Sander, Casey Patterson, 
Jared Ward, Tatenda Sumba for Zimbabwe, Mike Wall and Giuseppe Vinci are the coaches. Casey Patterson's Beach Duel plays Saturday at 3.30 Eastern. Sander and Team USA Volleyball take on Canada Sunday at 4 Eastern. Baseball. Colton Shaver finished the regular season in the Cape Cod League with the Wareham Gateman leading the league with eight home runs and 29 RBIs. This team will play a three-game playoff with the Jason Bourne Braves starting tonight <laughs> at 6.30 Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is two under tied for 30th in the Travelers Championship. Zach Blair joins him shooting even, tied for 75th. Both tee up around 2.30 Eastern. Jerem, back to you on the first. Soccer. The blue and white game is tomorrow at 9 Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL. Holy cow, did you hear this? Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, announced his thoughts on former BYU quarterback Jake Heap so far, saying, quote, he's lighting it up, man. He's a great practice player. He really is. He's All-American practice player. He's always been really good in practice. Also, Detroit Lions writer Tim Twentyman spotlighted Kyle Van Noy, announcing he is in the best shape of his career as he continues to get first-team reps. Today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Is it any different on day one of fall camp? It's Bob Bowlesby, Spencer, <laughs> the Big 12 commissioner. He gets it. Oh, man. What about Bob? Is he at camp today? <laughs> I, I don't Can you know. imagine if someone saw Bob Bowlesby at camp? <laughs> I think Twitter would seriously BYU Twitter would melt down. It yeah. would shut down. The, the the information the the Office of Information Technology would explode. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Some guy named Bob Bowlesby. <laughs> Who's Bowlesby? <laughs> what are the burning questions you have about 2016 BYU football as camp begins? At Melocopter, which receivers will emerge as good targets for Taysom and Tanner to replace the production of Matthews, Hauk, and Blackman? Great question. Our elite tweet of the day from at Still Team Riley. On day one is their friction between Detmer and Linehan on who is the most hardcore country cougar. Yep, that's what we're worried about on day one. Thanks to Taylor Sander, Ed Lamb, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSM. Look, one of them owns cowboy boots and wears them regularly. Yeah, the He's other, the country The other is a Kiwi kicker. Exactly. <laughs> Debate settled. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Harvey Jackson. What's up, Harv? BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday. Join us for interviews on Facebook Live.